the Japanese perspective. Hello, welcome to 39 Essex Chambers AI and the Lord podcast. I'm David Mitchell, a barrister at Chambers, and in this episode, I'm going to be discussing the Japanese perspective with Mishihiro Nishi. Mishihiro is a partner in the corporate group of Clifford Chance Tokyo. He's the lead on tech matters for the Tokyo office at Clifford Chance, and he's admitted to practice in Japan and in New York. Good afternoon, or I should say good evening, Mishihiro Mick. Thank you very much for joining us today to share your thoughts on generative AI. And can I ask you, first of all, when you first came across generative AI in your practice as a lawyer? Good afternoon, David, and thank you for having me. I became a lawyer almost 20 years ago, and at that time, there were already tools that automatically generated term seats for contracts. One Silicon Valley law firm had a tool available to the public that would automatically generate a term seat for venture financing as a word file after answering an online questionnaire. Another law firm had a tool to generate a term seat for bank lending. These are called term seat generators. These tools are called a robotic process automation or a document assembly system that has a set of rules and the user inputs the necessary information to make it fit. These were not an AI per se because they didn't have the autonomy to operate. Nevertheless, they had the same aspect as AI in the sense that they automate the document creation process, helping to improve the efficiency of work as a lawyer. I have benefited from technology from my early days as a young lawyer, and I thought that technology was the key to working efficiently. Perhaps because of this, I'm a member of the tech group at Clifford Chance, where I'm the tech lead in Tokyo, advising on M&A and other transactions and regulatory matters involving tech. And you mentioned regulatory matters, Mick. What is the current situation in Japan in terms of regulation governing generative AI? There's a very lively debate in the UK at the moment and more widely in the EU and the US to do with regulation or lack of regulation. What is the current thinking amongst lawyers in Japan? There are currently no regulations targeting generative AI in Japan. Japan is a host country of the G7 meetings this year. At the recent Hiroshima summit in May, generative AI was a major topic of discussion and they stated the policy to compile a position on generative AI by the end of this year. Japan has not traditionally tended to take the lead in introducing strict regulations. Japan is currently carefully monitoring the trends of other countries. For the time being, rather than creating new laws, I think Japan will deal with generative AI by applying existing legal framework. And if, again, comparing it to the UK context and the legal challenges that have arisen in this jurisdiction to do with artificial intelligence, there's one very well-known case to do with public law challenge against the police deploying live facial recognition technology to scan crowds. And it was said that potentially infringed equality legislation. 
to do with the algorithmic biases in the underlying technology. And there are other bases on which it was said to be unlawful or potentially unlawful. As I understand the position, Mick, correct me if I'm wrong, there haven't been any challenges, any litigation as such in Japan to date concerning generative AI. If there are to be legal challenges in the future, where do you think they'll be coming from? What will they involve? That's right. There hasn't been a legal dispute or court cases in Japan challenging the issues around the generative AI. But my guess is that if there will be a legal dispute in Japan regarding generative AI, it will be with the copyright holders. One interesting point about the Japanese Copyright Act is that we have the provision after the amendments in 2018. The amended Copyright Act of Japan stipulates that AI can use copyrighted works when learning text and images whether for profit or not. It states that use cannot be made if it unreasonably prejudices the interest of the copyright holder. But Japan's Agency for Cultural Affairs provides only a limited list of cases that fall under this category. As a result, Japan is currently a so-called machine learning paradise due to the less strict copyright regulations on AI learning by global standards. Some rights holders have expressed concerns that copyrights may not be adequately protected due to the faster-than-expected progress of generative AI. I think anime, manga, and other content is a field in which Japan leads the world, and copyright protection is an important issue in maintaining Japan's competitiveness. The use of AI, such as learning a large number of works by a particular artist, and having AI automatically generate works that resemble the artist's style is considered problematic under Japanese law. I see. So we perhaps can anticipate some sort of legislative reform, if not legal challenge, in the coming years. That's right. Japan's still seeing how the other countries are doing, but there have been a lot of discussions involving content holders, copyright holders, and the developers as well. And let me ask you this, Meg, in terms of taking this a bit more broadly outside a strictly legal context and looking at the public mood towards generative AI in Japan, if I can disclose an interest here, I did spend two years living and working in Japan. And it seemed to me that on the one hand, there is this very dynamic, technologically savvy society, which is a child of the 80s, if you like, I would characterize as the world of video games, Nintendo, Sega, Sony. But on the other hand, you have a society which has a very strong pacifist and anti-nuclear tradition because of its historical experience. And people are very keen to stand up and articulate the rights that they have against government power or the overreach of government power as they would see it. Looking, if you like, at those two contrasts, what's the mood? What's the receptiveness of the Japanese public to generative AI? I think Japan tends to be an early adapter of new technologies, and many interesting uses of generative AI are being tested. And books of photographs of images generated by AI, for example, are already on the market. It seems that attention and interest in generative AI is extremely high, especially in Japan. 
said that generative AI is a tool for increasing productivity, in my opinion, and it's not a new weapon or a threat in itself. In this respect, it is perceived a little differently than, for example, things like nuclear technology, and there is not much concern that you will threaten world peace. I see. Well, that really tees up my next and my final question, Mick, which is a question that Catherine Apps and I have asked all of our interviewees on this podcast. And it's this. If you had to place on a scale of 0 to 10 your view of the effect that AI is going to have on humanity, broadening this out again from a legal discussion, 0 being the most pessimistic and 10 being the most optimistic, where would you place the effect that you think AI is going to have? Personally, I'm inclined to say 10, but there are legal issues such as copyright and data privacy that we have to consider. So from a lawyer standpoint, I would give it a score of nine for the time being, just for being cautiously optimistic, I would say. I think in summary, I feel that we are experiencing one of the greatest innovations in decades, and I believe that there will be fundamental changes in the way we work. Therefore, personally, I'm very optimistic about the changes that are about to brought by this new technology. Well, thank you very much, Mick. Thank you for taking the time to speak to us. Thank you, David. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure talking with you. And thank you to the listener as well. If you liked what you heard, please check out 39essex.com where you'll find other episodes in this podcast series of AI and the Law.